0: I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry, and Jeff. The noise you heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. I'm doing this because of my love for coffee. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Hey, welcome to... um Coffee break with Mary B's fifth son. I am Jeff. And to start this week's episode off, went to a buffet uh, at a restaurant in a town near me. The food was great. But when they brought the coffee, it was burnt. Burnt coffee. I'm not going to say the name of the place. The waitress, she was really nice. So, and again, as fate would have it, that night, I'm listening to the radio. They play Rainy Days and Mondays by the Carpenters, and I love Karen Carpenter. So I changed the words around just a little like I did last week with me and you and a dog named Boot. Here's what I got. Rainy days and burnt coffee always get me down. We know what it's all about. There's your reason to pour it out. Hanging in around, nothing to do but frown. Rainy days and burnt coffee always get me down. Uh, we have some very exciting news. Marie Osmond, They just announced that Ravinia for the first time ever will be at Ravinia in August, and I'm already in line for tickets. A big congratulations to my brother, Jerry, who qualified for the Boston Marathon, which will be run in um, October, I think, right before Marie Osmond's birthday, actually, which her birthday is October 13th, and I think the Boston Marathon is October 10th. The last time my brother Jerry ran this fast is when I chased him through West Pullman Park after he hit me with a line drive. And he ran really fast and I couldn't catch him. And I was pretty fast, but of course he hit me in the knee with the line drive. Congratulations to my brother Jerry for qualifying for the Boston Marathon. I'm sure you will do very well. A couple of weeks ago, I told you about summer of 42, as fate would have it. Turner Classics ran summer of 42 last week in the afternoon. I taped it and watched the whole movie. The whole movie. And it actually was pretty good. And there's a part in there where Jennifer O'Neill invites Hermie over to uh, her house for, of all things, coffee. My house Thursday afternoon. I have some everything to move. I think I need some help. Sure. OK. Great. Oh, uh, maybe Thursday morning would be better. About 10 o'clock? Is that all right? Sure. We'll have coffee. Oh, yeah, you like it right? Yeah, all right. See you Thursday. Try the picture. He has it. It's really hot, and his experience with the coffee wasn't so good, so she invites him back. He tells her her coffee is exquisite. Now, that's a great definition for coffee, especially if it's coming from Jennifer O'Neill. I take back 98% of everything bad I said about Summer 42, because if Jennifer O'Neill can make exquisite coffee, that's got to get you on the good good side of me. I gave her a half a cup on that last episode. This one, I'm going to give her a full cup. Our song, I found this song on the radio. Well, not found it, but they play it all the time. It's called You're So Vain, Carly Simon. Of course, you always wondered who it was about. So I listened to the words again, and in it, she said she has dreams, and there were clouds in her coffee. So I'm thinking clouds in her coffee. You know, my old job... My boss, Miss Hopkins, uh, oh boy. Yes. It was a new day hey, Miss Hopkins. Miss Hopkins did you hear that kid and a too Go get a chef. used to send me downstairs to get these fancy drinks, and one of them used to be something I'd hand a note to the barista, and it would always end with a cold soy topper, so I'm thinking maybe Carly Simon that morning had. Some coffee with a cold soy topper. I still don't know what that is. It sounds kind of cool. But again, Ms. Hopkins always seemed to enjoy it. So she enjoyed it and made for a good day in the office. Now we will move to 2005. My oldest daughter, Rachel, wants to go to Italy for a week before she spends six weeks, I think it was in Spain. My wife couldn't go. She's Italian. Me, I'm not. So I had no interest in going, but I went anyway. I had Rachel do all of her planning and she used her Rick Steves book, which actually was pretty good. It was right on everything he had in there, neighborhoods to avoid, neighborhoods to enjoy, how to take the trains, the local transportation, the buses, everything. So we ended up staying in hostels, (laughs) which was kind of a new experience for me. It almost reminded me of sitting out on a porch being locked out of the house. But with all these college kids, I was the always, every hostel we stayed at, I was the oldest person. One night we're there and Rachel's going to go with a couple of kids from Michigan. They're going to walk around, go see the Coliseum and everything. I'm there with Tony. He's running the hostel. He's in charge. I think it was about 10 o'clock. I'm stuck in this room and I have nothing to do. Tony comes by. He says, Jeff, you want to come with me down towards the Termini and we can hang out with the transvestites and prostitutes and I got to get cigarettes. I said, no, Tony, I don't want to hang out with you with the transvestites and prostitutes. I'm here with my daughter, Jeff. He says, you're going to have a great time. I'm telling you, you are, they're really nice. I go, Tony, I counted my friends last night. I have enough friends. I don't need friends. I have nothing against transvestites, prostitutes, whatever. I'm here. I don't want to spend a night in jail in Italy while my daughter's out there. Jeff, you got to come with. I go, no, Tony. He goes, please come with me to get cigarettes. (laughs) I said, okay, I'll go with you, Tony, but I don't want to go to the corner where the prostitutes are or the transvestites. Okay, Jeff. So we walked there and I don't know if you've ever seen these big cigarette machines. They have. I don't know if they're all in Europe, but in Italy, they have these big, huge cigarette machines. So we get there. He buys his cigarettes. He goes, let's go this way. I said, Tony, that's the wrong way. He goes, they're right around the corner, Jeff. I'm not going, Tony. I can't do it. He goes, all right, Jeff. So we went back, and he kept telling me that I needed to go. It's about 1.30 in the morning. Rachel's still not back. I'm stuck in this hostel room with no communication, no cell phone. I'm like, I got to find my daughter. I'm walking the streets of Rome, probably for about an hour, where I'm on this long, lonely street. And here comes some person, and me being nearsighted, I couldn't see exactly who it was, and it was Rachel. It was, we were the only two people on that block. We went back everything was good got up in the morning and i'm don't know if you're familiar with coffee in italy but they drink my these little cups you know cappuccinos and all these little things it was okay for a little bit but i needed some coffee and wouldn't you know right across from the termini is a mcdonald's and it's almost like you know my prayers were answered because i prayed every night in that hostel please, Lord, get me one good cup of coffee. Not that the coffee in Italy is bad, but I needed a good American coffee. It was fine. It was great. That coffee tasted really good. I don't know if it was really good, but it tasted really good because it was the first American cup of coffee I had. She needs to go to France for one day to go to the Cannes Film Festival. I'm going to London. We're splitting up at the Termini. I walk her to the train. It's 1030 at night. Get into that train station and Oh, Lord, that train was, it, I think they said it had 95 cars on it. And there's a song by the Doobie Brothers called Long Train Running. This one was very long train running. I'm trying to figure out which car to get her on. So I help her get on one of the cars, not knowing which one. Thank heavens a conductor came by later, asked her where she was going, because I had put her on the wrong car. She would have probably end up in the hills of Switzerland or something. She ended up in France. I ended up going to London. And that's part one of our journey. Later on, one of my later podcasts, I will tell you about my uh, adventures in London and my beetle tours. But for right now, that was it. Everything worked out. Did love Italy a lot. It was beautiful. Coliseum, Gladiator, all of that. So that's it for this week. Thank you for listening and join us next week for my special Father's Day which I will tell about the old man, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You're really going to want to listen to that one. I have some great stories, really good, really bad, and really ugly. Thanks again for listening. Take care. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week where we continually talk about coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne to Elements. Thank you. Uh, Production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you could also find our website on Buzzsprout. (laughs) And then there was a restaurant right up the street from the hostel we stayed at. And we went in there and we had our dinner. And then I gave the guy $50. uh, What is that? A euro. Uh, And I gave that. He holds it up and he's looking at it, calls the manager. They would not take it. They thought we were like either giving them some bad currency or whatever and you know i'm trying to argue not argue but explain it and they wouldn't take it so i had to dig up 35 in like fives and tens to get in singles to get out of there because they weren't gonna let us go that, that was of course i had my nebraska hat on which they probably looked at me like he's even a foreigner in, in, in illinois or in illinois in america <laughs> <laughs>